0: dot fm to get started. Peace!
1: welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. My name is Melanie Studley.
0: What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And welcome to AOM Radio, where we answer your questions. We talk about topics that are important to us from a licensed marriage and therapist's point of view and a married couple's point of view. So thank you for joining us.
1: That's right. Today is day one of our sex week that we created last week, the idea of. And we're so glad that you're here. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to the podcast, we go live on Instagram and Facebook every single day of the week at 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we talk to you guys. You guys answer questions or ask us questions, and we answer them live on the show. So you can always join us there. And mm-hmm. today we are talking about where we get sex wrong and mm. how to fix it. Yeah. Again, this is the day one of five episodes on sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're super excited about it. But every day we do the same four things. Uh, we do our prayer. Our Gratitude. Sorry, I really have to sneeze. Gratitude, our gratitude, intention. and our intentions, and then we answer uh-huh. the questions of the day. All right, uh, and we encourage you guys to do these with your partner.
0: All right, I'm gonna bra- Thank you, God, for uh, your blessings. Thank you for Mother's Day yesterday and all the mothers around the world. Thank you for Melanie and the blessings that she has given us, God. I pray that this is helpful to people. Help us to understand a different uh, view of sex that is more healthy, that is more connecting, and more, um, more, more better, I guess. Thank you, God, for this podcast. I pray that it is helpful to others and also us. Amen. Amen. All right.
1: More Better Sex Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Why not? (laughs) Uh, Remember, you can ask your questions in the feed, or if you like something that we're saying, please Mm -hmm. just put up a heart or a thumbs up or whatever. Um, And seriously... Questions, thoughts, input is always so helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what are your intent? What's your gratitude?
0: My gratitude is I was thankful for yesterday. Thankful for we we had a big family party, and just thankful for uh, it was the first party we've had Mm -hmm. at this place. And I'm thankful that you decorated nicely with all the pictures of the moms and babies and stuff like that. It was cool. It was chill. So it was a good idea. Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. Um, I'm thankful that you. Are such an easygoing host or whatever. Like you just make mm. it fun, and I'm thankful for that. Like there's mm-hmm. never drama. I would hate it if our family had drama. I thought about that. Yeah, that
0: would kind of suck. There was
1: never drama, and like you made burgers, and we were kind of like, oh, do we have all this stuff? And blah. Yeah. but no one got angry. Nobody fought. We just had a good time.
0: Alcohol always so thank helps. You-
1: oh <laughs> gosh, I'm just kidding.
0: that was terrible. I'm totally just kidding. But Ugh. anyway, it was fun yesterday, and it was cool. So
1: thank you for being a good. And not drunk host. I don't know where the alcohol part <laughs> came. I was in. just
0: kidding. Okay, so yesterday, oh intentions for today, uh, to to get. Uh,
1: Yes, it is in a Monomarth T-shirt.
0: I was hoping that someone would notice that.
1: I'm going to plug your phone in. Keep Topher, on talking. Topher, what were you your intentions? you You win all the
0: prizes. Thank you very much. One of my favorite bands. Anyway, intentions for today is to, I made the bed, uh, cold shower stuff to get back on track. With that, I got a little loosey-goosey over the weekend, which is fine. You can, we can do that. But I'm uh, excited about getting back on track with that kind of stuff with you and making it happen. Cappen. Good. So what about you?
1: Um, My intentions are, well, I mean, not just intentions for the day, relationship Mm -hmm. intentions. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's what you... Plug that in, please. Uh, There. Okay. My intentions for today, relationally, are to continue Mm -hmm. being positive. Plug that in, please. Uh, Continue being positive. And then I had this realization like two days ago that um the majority literally almost all of how i talk is really negative Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to undo that and change it but i think it's really important so i'm trying and i'm like last night i was visualizing myself saying the same sentences i usually say just positively Mm -hmm. which sounds
0: like an example silly
1: mosquito in here Oh an example Ooh, la, la, la. i can't think of one off the top of my head well actually what it was that made me realize it was when we drove home from fred meyer mm-hmm. and i was gonna go the back way and you're like no go right it'll be whatever and what do you remember what i said no i don't oh i'm gonna hit every red light oh yeah and guess what i did I don't know. I hit every red light. Yeah. And it was really weird because I'm like, I did something stupid by proclaiming the bad thing I didn't want to have you named happen. It and then as, you claimed it. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to change that kind of stuff. Might sound not mm-hmm. important or whatever, but I think it really is. So it's very important. I'm excited about it and it's like a mind trip to figure out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's dive into mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Let's the dive topic into the topic of the day. And uh <clears throat> this whole idea of sex week for this week, it's not like oh sex week. Yeah. It's no, let's learn about sex. Let's unlearn some things about sex and let's try to get right what we've gotten wrong and what we have perpetuated that hasn't been helpful. Yes. Our, our sexual narratives, if there's shame around there uh, from, from a, a therapeutic point of view, from a relational point of view, and from an individual point of view, because what we think about sex internally is going to <clears throat> act, you know, obviously happen externally yeah. as well. Yeah. So, where. What is the show title?
1: It is Where We Get Sex Wrong and How to Fix It. Mm-hmm. And the idea for this um basically I was like I want this to be a little five five episode arc that helps people understand like their own sexual understanding, mm-hmm. their own sexual thoughts, uh their own their way that they their narrative. Yeah, their narrative. It sounds really weird to say though. But I want people to understand it from like what they first understood about sexuality as a kid and Mm -hmm. as a young adult and a teenager, and then how that turns itself, how it manifests itself into relationships, marriage, etc. Because if we don't start at the beginning, we are not going to have uh, the current version of our sexuality look healthy if we don't literally go back to what we got wrong in the beginning.
0: Yeah, you have to go... You. It, this isn't just a like one individual aspect. Mm-hmm. Sex isn't that. It mm-hmm. is. We have to take our our narrative, our history, what we learned, what we've been through, what we haven't been through, mm-hmm. what we thought it would be, kind of thing. And so we came up with a couple of different points individually. Yeah, Melanie doesn't do know this, what I wrote yeah. down, right? And I don't an know experiment. what she wrote. Down. <clears throat> so where we get sex wrong? Um, I believe that we get sex wrong.
1: Ladies first. <laughs> yes, go ahead. That's
0: funny. I uh the the idea that we think that sex will come as easy when it did when we were first married or even when we were dating. Uh-huh. Kind of thing and uh and then that goes into the idea that we get sex wrong by thinking that it should just be like rolling off a log and that it won't take work. Uh-huh. Right? And then so if you think about uh anything that we do In life, like a real job, or cooking a good dinner, Mm -hmm. or painting the house, or doing a good job on some sort of project we have, a craft, anything Uh outside. That that takes work, right? Mm-hmm. It it it's it's difficult. Well, it doesn't have to be difficult, but it definitely to, has to have intention mm-hmm. with a plan. And oftentimes we think just like, oh, well, you're there, I'm here, uh, magic, sex, <laughs> sex uh, you yeah. know. And it just doesn't work that way. And because we think it works that way, mm-hmm. we only are setting ourselves up for dissatisfaction, not as deep or rich of a connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So really unlearning that that oh just like working out or cooking a good dinner or baking biscuits that takes work Mm -hmm. it takes intention Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and for so this this idea goes completely against anything that we've learned in movies Mm -hmm. especially pornography oh yeah uh culture magazines and then even growing up Mm -hmm. right like what did we see modeled in, in our family of origin I mean obviously nothing yeah so so what what is that and then identifying those and then saying you know what that isn't healthy I'm going to think about it turn around and do some work on it mm-hmm. right okay so mm-hmm.
1: I yeah I think that's a great point point. and it's funny as you were saying that it's almost like the way you do sex is the way you do life, is what Dr. Corey Allen said. Yeah. Uh, in season one, and it makes me think of like if you just have like a ghetto, gross house, you don't take care of it, you don't vacuum your car, you don't, mm-hmm. you just eat McDonald's all the time, yeah. nothing, you don't care. Then you're probably having like gross fast food sex that doesn't feel great and it's yeah. not amazing. Well, maybe. And we'll talk more mm-hmm. about that. It'll make more sense in a minute. I'm not trying to diss anybody, but the um. So that was your first point. Mm-hmm. My first point. Is that, and that's funny because I say we settle for the microwave burrito version of sex because we <laughs> don't know that there is anything else. Right. And the idea in that, and I'm going to use a really strange analogy, but we bought a quarter of a pig mm-hmm. and had from a friend of ours, it was butchered, she raised the pig, and I thought, oh, it'll be just like, Pig, you know, bacon or whatever we've always had, no from, big whatever from the
0: store, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. we,
1: yeah, I thought it would be like store bought bacon and, and sausage and all that. I didn't think very much about it, and we got it, and it is amazing, right? Because it is not like force fed and disgusting feed and like raised with 10 bajillion other pigs, mm-hmm. it is the slow version of food,
0: it's, it's- distinct, it's set apart
1: it other. is very much mm-hmm. set apart and the experience of eating that meat is way different like the bacon itself is like a ama- it feels like real bacon mm-hmm. when i thought old bacon tasted like real bacon but it old doesn't bacon? like you know the old like old the store, store bacon yeah. but so fast is not always good mm-hmm. instant is not always good a microwave burrito will never compare to a steak at Ruth's Chris's yes ruth chris's ruth
0: chris and, ruth cray and
1: and you cannot compare the two right and if you are thinking of sexuality and intimacy and sex as being uh okay well we're here you're here let's um go ahead mm-hmm. that's microwave burrito sex and it is not going to be amazing mm-hmm. it it is a thing a microwave burrito is a thing and it will sustain you but it won't be amazing right and we want you to have amazing sex there i said it i want you to have amazing sex me Everyone. <laughs> uh, Good. What's Thank your second you for point?
0: <laughs> okay, second point is here. Um, we we get it wrong by oh wait a minute uh, oh we get it wrong by thinking that sex is only physical.
1: Excellent point. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So expound. It, that, that kind of goes off of what you're saying. Like oh well you're here I'm here let's you know touch. the you just squirted water all over me.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry. My,
0: yeah, uh, I drank water the, and it shot out. The, I, the idea of sex is only purely physical. And again, this is what we are taught. See, this is what we're taught. This is what we grow up with. And then getting there and going, oh, wait a minute. There's so many more uh, flavors and nuances and emotional parts of you know, especially in a married relationship, like uh, I'm with you all the time anyway. Yeah. And then sure, there's emotionality in that, but the emotionality around sex is so different. Mm-hmm. Right. So un realizing that, Oh, um, so many emotions, my own emotions, how mm-hmm. connected to I am to my own body, how connected mm-hmm. you are to your own body mm-hmm. and not only physical connection to your own body. Like, Oh, I'm, I know what I'm feeling, all this stuff, but, uh, how does that make me feel? This mm-hmm. feeling, and I'm not saying like, oh, when you when you like an do emotional thing, connection right, to your you, own body. When you body. do that thing, it feels X Y Z. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about well. Uh, th- oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, it's like you're saying there's a physical connection to your body and sexuality, but there's also an emotional connection to your body and sexuality and mm-hmm, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. It, it's like so we're all bio, psychosocial, spiritual, physical, right? And we go along our day with emotions and when sex happens or, or, or physical stuff happens, it's like we're digging up and kind of uncovering another another storage box of emotions, feelings, thoughts that we haven't treasure. Tre yeah, yeah. Indiana uh, Jones. Exactly. That we haven't Thought about or weren't in the forefront of our just normal day. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when we go to that sexual physical place, mm-hmm. it's it's we're we're in another zone of emotionality, of physicality, of psychology. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And did I learn that? No, yeah. I don't think anybody does. And then uh, sitting back in and being comfortable with those is it, again, like Doctor Corey Allen mm-hmm. t- talks about how you do. Uh, sex and stuff in the bedroom is how you do other life. So are you aware of all the feelings you're feeling? Mm -hmm. Are you aware of your physical body? And I keep on going back because this is what we wish we unlearned. Uh, Back in middle school, and this is kind of will be a a tangent, but not really. (laughs) It's just funny. Like I remember in sixth, seventh and eighth grade, you know, obviously everybody was going through puberty and stuff like this. And it was so weird because, uh, like, girls were pinching guys' butts all the time. And I don't... southern I, I, I don't, thing? I don't know, but, like, I remember the first time that happened, I was like, what? What? And then that encouraged me to, like, start grabbing other girls' butts. You know what I'm saying? And then it was just, like, a, a thing. It was like, oh, this is what you did. And then that turned into other stuff, of course, and it was just a whole, like, mess of hormones and goofiness. But there was very little respect in that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And there was no, like, consent other than, you know, I mean, it, I mean, we weren't doing... It was doing, the 80s. Well, no, no. We weren't doing, of course, weird stuff. Yeah. It's like a girl would just come up and pinch your butt, you know, kind of honk your butt and we're like, what? <laughs> you know, and that would, like, turn all the dudes on and everything. It, it, and, then, and then that would happen and it was just a, a weird mess. Did anybody talk about it or anything like that? No, it just, like, was goofy and just yeah. happened. And I was thinking... Wow, that was some of my like sexual training. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it definitely didn't get me in touch with my own self, other than just feeling horny, <laughs> you know, as <laughs> a little sixth grader. And then it didn't it definitely didn't get me in touch with the emotionality of the other girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just boom physical kind of thing. It was just <laughs> it it didn't make sense. Yeah. So having to unlearn that and understanding It does not work that way with your wife, like we talked about last week. You know, honking things and grabbing (laughs) things—that doesn't turn. That doesn't.
1: uh, It doesn't connect to that
0: sort of deeper part. Right.
1: Yeah, and that. Yeah, we can talk about that also. But Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a very good point. I appreciate that. So my next one is I want to think of our sexual selves as something that we invest. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the. The bad part is that we invest our sexual selves very poorly and very unwisely Mm -hmm. into things like bad sex, pornography, manipulative sex, um, and we lose. Mm -hmm. But if we were to invest our intimacy correctly for the betterment of our marriage, we will always yield a great return on investment. Mm. It has its own compound interest if invested properly. Very good. And I think of it like um honestly just like financially financial investments Mm -hmm. you don't want to just go oh look i made money i'll throw it at anything amazon (laughs) sure like new shoes why not like you want to think about how you're spending your like hard-earned cash on whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. if you don't think about your spending habits what are you poor right you are poor right if you go into debt You are poor. You are even more poor than poor. Mm -hmm. You owe somebody money. Mm -hmm. So think about your your sexual self is the same as currency almost. Like Mm. if you invest your time into scrolling through um, like naughty pictures on Instagram you have a very bad return on investment. You will be poor. Mm-hmm. You will be sexually poor in your marriage. You want to know why you're a young man and you can't get an erection? You're probably looking at porn. And your wiener can only take so much. No joke. Like that is a thing that I. my best friend is a pediatrician. She mm-hmm. sees young men up till I think age 19 mm-hmm. is when pediatricians, it switches for, mm-hmm. to a general practitioner or whatever, mm-hmm. a doctor. And she talks about it all the time. There are so many teenage young men teenagers and young men 20 somethings who literally struggle with erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. because they are looking at porn all the time
0: they become desensitized to it yep. and it's it, it's kind of like you know how i do the cold dip it's like oh yeah cold water really doesn't affect me yeah it sure i feel it it's it, <clears throat> it's there mm-hmm. but it's like oh whatever Yeah, you get desensitized mm-hmm. to it and if you become desensitized to something as Physical and emotional mm-hmm. as sex, then uh, you're you're in a bad you're in a bad place. Yeah. It's it's uh like in in drug um, mm-hmm. uh, substance use disorder mm-hmm. language, you get a tolerance for it. Yeah, it's like oh that first beer, sure that got me buzz, but after a long time, now I need three. Now I need four. You just have yeah. to go, you have to get more and more, mm-hmm. and then you can get into really dangerous territory with dangerous territory with you know sexual deviant stuff or yeah. whatever. It's like oh man, is, is that as connecting Mm -hmm. as it could be, and the answer is no.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that, as you're saying that, it's like that you build up your tolerance. And Mm. if we're talking just about beer, that happens because you're drinking the same thing over and over and Mm. over, right? One beer, two beers, three beers. Every day, one beer, two beer, three beer. If you're looking at porn, it literally is the same stimuli over and over and over. Even if Mm. you're viewing different types of pornography, it's the same instant, it's like a beer or Marijuana or whatever, like it's like any, mm-hmm. tr- it literally is a drug. The, your body reads it the same way as it reads drugs. Right, and so the way that um, I want you to think about sexuality with someone that you love should not just be the same thing over and over and over again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know that sounded really weird. Mm-hmm. We'll get there though. Okay. Uh, what's your next point?
0: Okay, my uh, thing is, I we we sometimes get sex wrong by not thinking and meditating on how emotional sex is and can be. Right. Nice. So, what I am saying there is again going back to that point of oh, you're there, I'm here, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it I was going to say it almost has to be, but I changed that. I believe that at least for me, it does and for you too. It does have to be something very intentional and then you're comfortable with all the emotions around it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, all the all the thinking around it. So thinking and emotions are, are very similar, obviously. But, okay, I sure, we want to be connected in that way. We want to focus on connection, like Dr. Tina Schirmer-Sellers uh-huh. says, which we're going to have her on Wednesday, hopefully. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. She's the best. Uh, connection and pleasure. And I saw this thing on Instagram this morning that I want to share because it really hit home with me and it – And this is from the Enneagram 9 perspective, and it says, each day, so this is for type 9, do a practical growth thing. Each day, do a self-assessment on your internal world. Hone in on your own emotions to keep yourself from merging with other people's goals and desires for the day. Remember, your feelings and preferences are just as important as everyone else's. So if there are fellow Enneagram 9s out there, that's going to hit home with you. Somebody just gave a thumbs up, so you might be. And this hits home with me and even came up this morning when I, you know, I was doing my own thing. Then you came over and said something. I was like, well, yeah, wait, I will do that. And as a nine, I have to check in every single freaking day, which is so annoying and frustrating, and I hate it, uh, with myself just like this. And I'm thinking around sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are my feelings, emotions, intentions around that? Because if I don't know those for myself and Mm -hmm. then step up and say something, then I'm just going to merge with whatever. Mm. you're bringing Mm -hmm. with whatever you're feeling. And you're not a nine. You're much more straightforward. So I often defer to you Mm -hmm. in that. And probably I might not be having as good a sex as you are having. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: That's a bummer. It is a bummer. but I'm glad that you thought of that. And
0: Well, this really serendipitously tied into it. Because I saw this this morning. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, screenshot that. Because it really goes into what I... Uh, definitely what I think on the daily and then especially with mm. sex and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I don't powerful. want that to... Yeah, it is powerful. The wind blowing through the... I'm freezing I right now. Here, hold this right really now. It's really
1: cold. <laughs> the wind just started blowing in the window and we're freezing all of a sudden. Um, I like that a lot and I, I'm thankful for you sharing it. Do you have one more thing to say on that or can I go to the, my next point? Nope,
0: you can go to yours.
1: Um The next point that I have is that what we get wrong about sex is that we divorce intimacy from sex. And Mm -hmm. people often say the term sex and intimacy together. And when we went to the intimacy retreat with Dr. Tina schirmer Sellers, she had us ask ourselves what we think about the word intimacy. And I literally was like, well, it means like intimate apparel, right? Underwear, Mm -hmm. like sex, Mm -hmm. right? Does this mean sex? Mm -hmm. Intimacy means friendship. Um, Intimacy does not mean uh, intimate apparel. <laughs> and so I I think that what we get wrong is we divorce friendship and uh, the friendship we have with our spouse from our sexual experience, mm-hmm. and pornography makes this worse. Mm-hmm. You are not friends with any of the people in those shows unless you are, <laughs> um, and it is it is not helpful to continually divorce these ideas of like genuine connection mm-hmm. um, and sexuality. Genuine connection and physical intimacy with your spouse. I don't know if that Somebody makes
0: sense. says, I so relate to that as I am a two and my husband is an eight. Mm,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cl- similar. Melanie's to close our to an di- eight, like our, seven. Yeah, our mm-hmm. um, dynamic is very close to that. And mm-hmm. I, I apologize. I mean, I'm not sorry. I've been on. having great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling great the whole time. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, that's interesting. And then my next point is that we never talk about sex, just talk about sex. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what we want. Or what we like in our marriage. And here's... So
0: give an example of that. Well, here's the
1: analogy that I wrote down. It is literally like never choosing which restaurant you want to go to. Just going to one and hoping it's good. Mm. Like each time you go get in bed to be intimate, you're like, we didn't talk... Do I like Thai food? Don't know. Are we going to go to a Thai place? Don't know. Maybe it's Italian. Maybe it's Russian. I have no idea. And you just go wherever. Yeah. And and you're like, oh, well, we went to McDonald's again.
0: No, gross.
1: Yeah. And you don't know. You don't like... Mm -hmm know what you're doing because you don't talk about what mm-hmm. you enjoy or don't enjoy because um, it's embarrassing and I think especially from a, just a female perspective Why is it embarrassing? From a female perspective for me anyway it feels um, inappropriate it feels like I shouldn't be telling you what I want mm-hmm. uh, and then I think beyond that but more pr- importantly it feels like if i say one thing sexual mm-hmm. you're going to want sex and mm-hmm. i might not want that at the moment mm-hmm. and that's the thing where i feel like maybe these conversations could actually be scheduled like you say okay we are going to talk about what we like sexually when we when there is not an opportunity to have sex because i would i would mm-hmm. but if there was an opportunity to have sex i wouldn't mm-hmm. and i know that sounds weird but it's like there's something in my mind that has that feels and I'm going to use this word, I know it's powerful and holds a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. but I feel abused in that sense Mm -hmm. where if I say anything remotely hinting towards Mm -hmm. sexuality um, in my entire sexual story Mm -hmm. of my life, Mm -hmm. it has been abused. And I don't mean I have been abused. That's not what I'm saying.
0: So here is a good analogy and it uh, it may seem very strong, but I think it is a really good analogy. So... The way that you feel that way is uh, an excuse that men have used when sexual assault has happened to a woman, of like, oh, well, she was wearing that. Yeah, right? you uh-huh. feel you feel very vulnerable, mm-hmm. and just because there's a there's a chance to have sex, absolutely does not mean that uh, we should, or you were wanting it, or mm-hmm. you suggested it. Just mm-hmm. like a female wearing a skirt is like. And and uh, and and a male using the excuse of well she was wearing that is like no that's yeah. that's the, the the grossest abuse of yeah uh, that 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 excuse makes me think of accountability and stuff like that yeah. extreme ownership I'm yeah like, what are you talking about dude I'm gonna slap you in the face mm-hmm. and like no so I understand what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. and
1: what's crazy about that um you uh, sort of further is that mm-hmm. if I as a young woman uh, would flirt with somebody. Mm-hmm. Th- so you're you're already, it's like, it feels dangerous, right? right? You're already like, uh, is this okay? Is this person actually as good as they seem? Are they going to do something weird? So even the act of flirting with somebody that I like mm-hmm. holds its own sort of fear. And then on top of that, there are times when I have not been flirting with someone and they mm. are advancing mm. and I'm like... I can't, like an an old man when I worked at Starbucks or Tully's Mm -hmm. or wherever, Mm -hmm. like I can't get away from you. My job is to make coffee and you are being inappropriate to me. So there's so much around non-sexual, sexual sexual conversation or Mm -hmm. flirting or Mm -hmm. whatever that it's like... It's almost like wounded. Right. It's a, it's a wounded thing, for me anyway, right. and maybe maybe other people feel the same way.
0: Stephanie says, sadly, it can be an uncomfortable conversation, but it shouldn't be. A schedule is a great idea. Yeah, like... Yeah, I, I've heard of scheduling sex mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and at first I thought, oh, that's that would be weird, mm-hmm. and we both think it's a great idea, but we have never, yeah. never, ever <laughs> done it. Like, literally, since the podcast started for three or four years, we, we've talked about it, but I've never done it, and I don't know why. I think I think it may be an upper limit problem maybe for both of us let's we, try it well seriously I yeah, think I know. we should try it um we'll figure it out I
1: have three more points that I want to say is that okay of course um, one thing I think that we don't understand about sexuality is that it is an energy it's not just an action. Mm. And I think if you think about an energy and and I think of this with animals, like the kind of energy that animals bring, like Mm -hmm. a little annoying dog, you're like, no, thanks. Get out. Or like our dog is happy to see you. He Mm -hmm. loves you. He's so goofy and fun. Mm -hmm. That's an energy. Right. Um, It is not a behavior. It's an energy.
0: It's a mood. It's a vibe.
1: Yes. The Mm -hmm. energy that you bring to the table. And so one of the things that I think is that for a very long time, I was bringing an energy of again. Right. Why? Like our energy. I don't want this. I don't care. You know how many wives I've heard say, I don't want this. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Why? Again, blah, blah, blah. That
0: turns into a cultural thing. Oh, it's totally a cultural thing. But also, there's a reason behind it. Yes.
1: The energy. And I'm not sure. Well, I mean, there's the energy that a man can bring sometimes, or, or maybe the more sexually driven person brings. Well,
0: Marriage podcast says, let's hold them accountable. Schedule, <laughs> schedule the <this> sex. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> but
1: like the energy that either partner brings to it. So if you mm-hmm. come to me, so here's a perfect example. In the past, I've said to you, hey, if you can give me like a heads up that you want to be intimate, that will be helpful for me to get my mind in that space by mm-hmm. the end of the day. right And so this is literally what you've done sometimes. Um, I'd like to be together later. like what that's all you could give me can
0: i reserve a table (laughs)
1: right (laughs) right and that energy is not exciting it's not fun it's not dynamic Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not anything and so sometimes it's met with that same energy Mm -hmm. but also sometimes it's you give off a good energy and i meet you with the bad energy so i want people to think Mm -hmm. of sexual energy is a real thing it's not just um it's not just like a weird thing that hippies say. <laughs> like, it's real. Although <laughs> well, I am a hippie. I think,
0: the, I think the, the the example that you brought of a pet, mm-hmm. like, you know, you go to a friend's house and they have a stinky gross cat or <laughs> a dog that yips, you know, yeah, or just a super fun little dog or a puppy. It's, yeah. It is a complete, total, Ener- yeah. different energy. Yes. Th- and so I, th- I want you brings. to
1: think about which en- what energy are you bringing? Like, bring the energy. Uh, the next thing is I think we don't prioritize great sex, but instead we mm-hmm. settle for whatever we can get mm-hmm. and or whatever we have to put up with. Uh, and I think that I want to up the game for everybody in their marriage and mm-hmm. be like, prioritize amazing sex. Mm-hmm. And amazing does not mean anything that you might think it means. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean like add in props, add in photos, add in porn. That's not what I am saying. I right. am saying amazing sex is mm-hmm. literally connection and pleasure like Dr. Tina Shurmur-Sellers talks about.
0: Increase connection, increase yes. pleasure. And mm-hmm.
1: that is not, obviously it's not the same for every person. So think about it in relationship to food. If I want to have amazing food, it's not going to be the same thing as mm-hmm. what Seth even wants to have. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out what is our, uh, you know, mix of cuisine, our, what is that called? Our fusion. fusion. <laughs> uh, and But seriously, aim for the highest standard, not just... Well, there was a cold waffle on the floor. I'll eat that. On the floor. Well, what? <laughs> I want to make it Gross.
0: Net. Uh, Grace Spencer says, I've never heard of this before about the energy, such good stuff. It is so practical and if you, if you just think about it and it's is Say if you go into work on a Monday morning and everybody's just in a pissy mood. Yeah. That is an energy. That's a vibe. You're like, oh, what? Is, what's the deal? Yeah, like, you just want to
1: turn around and go back out the on? other door. It,
0: it's a vibe. So it's not this woo-woo stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just for yeah.
1: real. Um, my last point is that we overlook the importance of foreplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is the analogy that came to my mind. <laughs> was um, It's like asking our partner to play Monopoly without you until you get there. Like if <laughs> bad foreplay, Ew. foreplay that you don't like, if you don't right. know how to do foreplay, it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to, um, we're going to play gonna Monopoly later, game. but you just start without me. I'll, I'll show up later right. when, you know, whatever. And I think foreplay, so foreplay literally is p- play fun. It's the fun that happens for before sex, mm-hmm. fun before sex. Foreplay is fun before sex. Right. So it it can literally foreplay is something I believe that should be woven throughout our, our entire day, mm-hmm. even if you don't have sex, why wouldn't you have fun right. around your partner that you are intimate with and that is the only person you should be having sex with, mm-hmm. right? Not all foreplay needs to lead to sex. It can just lead to a fun time, right? Right, Having fun, that was fun. Um, <laughs> and I think that people don't understand that when we don't have good foreplay, uh, for for people who need foreplay, some people don't need it. Some people mm-hmm. have that responsive desire, right. where or no in uh, blah, 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 what's it called? Not responsive. So
0: she's like she's the automatic desire. About, yeah, uh, Emily Nagoski and her book "Come as You Are." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the term. I'm sorry, but so I know what you're talking it's about. It's like
1: spontaneous desire. So mm-hmm. you can literally be walking down the street and you'd be like, "Wow, sex sounds like a really good idea," and mm-hmm. it just came spontaneously to you. The um, but a lot of people have responsive desire. So it needs to respond to something. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm much more inclined to be like, Oh, Seth is really nice. Oh, he did this. Oh, he watched it. Just, oh, he flirted with me. Oh, now, oh, you know, sex sounds really fun. Mm. It takes me a few steps to get to the idea of sex sounds really fun. But right. for Seth, it might be the wind is blowing. Sex sounds really fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's, the, a, it's well, a day.
0: Again, The re- <laughs> it's a day. Absolutely. <laughs> connecting throughout the day. Uh, for, and the research bears this out, uh, most males, yeah, oh, the wind is blowing. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. That's And that's fine. And for some males, it's not. So yeah, some it's males not, it is not, not like one way. is good and one is bad. Mm-hmm. And then also for some females, oh, the wind is blowing. Woo, okay.
1: Yeah. And I think it's fine. really important for us to understand what foreplay looks like for us mm-hmm. um, and why we need it if we need it and how it's different for every couple who else are
0: you going to who else is going to be important to <laughs> right.
1: right but i think it's i think it's sad because people don't know what foreplay looks like for them mm-hmm. especially in the case where a male is low desire and the female is high desire mm-hmm. by the way if that is you we get emails about that all the time it is nothing new you are not weird it is not you're not alone Tons and tons of people have that dynamic in their marriage where the woman is higher sex drive and the male is lower sex drive. And as women get older, their sex drive peaks in like their 30s, I think. And Mm -hmm. for men, it is usually their sex drive is the highest younger. So just work around it. It's no big deal. It's nothing is broken. Nothing is wrong. It is just a cycle in life and it's different throughout your lifespan. Mm -hmm. So figure out how to include foreplay for your spouse, your husband, if your husband is lower desire. And that requires talking to one another. Right, And that is in our app, in the Get Your Marriage On app, we have an actual conversation starters around foreplay where it says, what is your ideal version of foreplay? Mm-hmm. And we have a My Foreplay list. Ooh. You heard what I said. We have a list inside of our app. Can you open that, please? Mm-hmm. Um, That is literally a spot where you can keep your uh the things that are good foreplay for you so that you don't have to remember cuz who remembers anything And you can even send it Not to your partner me. they can
0: know what right. it is too right so
1: here's the toolbox part of our app it's in the toolbox and then right here, R4 playlist. What if there was something in there? <laughs> <laughs> so it's right there, R4 playlist. Right, mood. <laughs> it's also above the guided recording to help you calm your mind and get in the mood that I recorded. That mm. you can also get in. That one's app. pretty
0: good. So okay, do you have some random questions? And you know, I want to give a plug for Emily Nagoski's book. Yes, Come as You Are, by Emily Nagoski, N-A-G-O-S-K-I, mm-hmm. I believe, and she's a sex therapist. And one of our favorite sex therapists in the entire world, Dr. Tina Shermer who is going to be on this Wednesday, interviewed Emily. Mm-hmm. And you can find that on Tina's website. And it is amazing. And if you want to get that book for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. To get what book, mail.
1: Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Right. Audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Um, and the audio book is really amazing because mm-hmm. Emily Nagoski narrates it and she is an amazing teacher. She's a wonderful speaker and reader and narrator. So get that audiobook. I'll put the links on our website and everything. You'll, but
0: you'll learn something. You'll
1: learn a lot. So one okay. of the things as before we wrap up that we always do is our um get your marriage on question conversation starters of the day. And again, get our app. Go to getyourmarriageon.com or go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get our app there. It is a seriously a game changer for all things like foreplay we have whole Mm -hmm. we teach lessons on this in the app so do not not get it
0: yeah right (laughs) so number one
1: and this again ask this to your spouse and maybe it's one of those times where you say we're not going to have sex but we're going to ask these questions to one Mm -hmm. another number one is where is your favorite place to be kissed Hmm. don't answer that oh don't we'll answer it later (laughs) oh okay uh number two this is a great one What intimacy goals could we set for the upcoming week? Maybe Mm. our intimacy goal is literally put sex on the calendar. Right. Put the calendar on the bed. That was really funny <laughs> um, that was funny. so okay. <laughs> I'm gonna post these as well. So where is your favorite place mm-hmm. to be kissed? Ask your spouse and what intimacy goals could we set for the upcoming week It mm-hmm. might be scheduling sex. it might be having that conversation about foreplay. it might be getting the app mm-hmm. um Also in the app is a game called Battle strip. It is like battleship, but you get naked. That is in our app. Get the app and get <laughs> naked playing battle strip. the
0: kids just come around the corner door oh, and right? I hope
1: name. our kids wake up <laughs>
0: That's funny. And we we do have some questions in the queue that you guys sent last week, so we will get to those, not today, Mm -hmm. but remember to send in your questions. Remember, this is sex week. We're talking Mm -hmm. about connection and pleasure and how to have better... Sex with your partner. Yes. So email us at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and we will get to those questions and answer them.
1: And we are having Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers from season one and from our first sex series on our show live on Wednesday. So if you have questions for Dr. Tina, the queen of sex, send them in to hello at (laughs) anatomyofmarriage.com or send them, DM us or whatever, but... Uh, seriously, Dr. Tina is amazing. Mm-hmm. She is one of the most amazing humans I have ever known. She is a goddess in her own right. Please send your questions in, and and she'll answer them on the show. That's right. And of course, join us live for that Instagram, and we'll let you know about it. But okay.
0: so every day this week, seven thirty Pacific Standard Time, we know you guys <laughs> want to learn more about this stuff. Get
1: the app and get naked. Action step. <laughs> That's right. What's up, Rochelle?
0: Uh, uh, or Rachel? Sorry. Um, yeah. All right, I'm yeah. excited about this week. Four more days of awesomeness. So, All right,
1: we love y'all. All right. Have a good day.
0: Bye. Bye.